Hey guys, this is Sierra Narita. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on another episode of Cake and Conversations. On this episode, we're going to talk about something we have all heard before. The sky is the limit. So stay tuned and let's get into the episode. Hey guys, I am Sierra Narita and thank you so much for coming back for another episode of Cake and Conversations. I know it has been a minute, a lot of minutes. (laughs) So I really honestly can't even tell you why it's been so long. It's just been a trying time and I needed to get to okay to be able to produce this or uh, create this on a regular consistent basis. So I believe I am there or well on my way to being okay, and I hope that you all understand. But today I actually wanted to talk about allowing others to determine or dictate your path. So it's funny because I actually listened to one of my good friends who also does a podcast. I actually listened to her podcast today and I was thinking to myself, oh man, are we going about are we about to talk about the same thing? <laughs> but it, it's very different. But I would encourage you all to check out her podcast. It is called The Late Bloom. Um, her name is Keisha. She does an amazing job. Uh, she's just starting out and is already so phenomenal. I would highly recommend her podcast for anybody who is interested in just finding new content, something that's light, airy, and fun, relatable, things like that. So definitely check her out. But the thing that kind of brought me to this particular topic, I was sitting trying to figure out how to get started on this again and like trying to determine what was the direction that I wanted taking conversations to go in. Where was I? What was? What did I want to talk about? Um, who and when did I want to bring people into conversations to have a collaboration? Because I do like the dynamic of having more than just myself. Um, and just a, a lot of things around taking conversations and what is it that I truly wanted and how do I want to, um, what direction I want to go in and how do I continue to make this uh, my own and not get kind of lost in the sauce. So it's funny because when I was thinking about this, it brought me back to the fourth grade. Um I was nine years old in the fourth grade, and I don't know, I'm, I'm assuming everybody had their programs like drug abuse resistance education programs, which were led by local police department. Um, well, in my school district, it was led by local police department, and a police officer would come, and they would come to the classroom, and they would have like an hour, and we would do these D.A.R.E. classes. So... Um, This was in the early 90s, so, you know, the just say no and all of that stuff was going on at the time. Anyway, so I thought about, it brought me back to that time. And it's funny because I think about this particular, uh, this particular situation often. And 
when I think about it, it almost kind of stops me in my tracks, if you will, to, you know, for better, for lack of a better word, it kind of stops me in my tracks. And so what happened was, like I said, I was in fourth grade, I was nine years old, and, you know, nine-year-olds, if you think about a nine-year-old, eight-year-old, um, 10-year-old, fourth graders, they are very imaginative, they have, you know, they feel like they can conquer anything. They, at this age, many children still feel like, you know, the, the world is your footstool. You can literally be anything that you want to be. And I was no different. Um, I was no different at that age. Uh, I felt like I could be anything, you know, anything that I wanted to be, anything that I determined that was going to be a part of my life, I was going to be able to do it. That was the mindset I had. So I'm in fourth grade in this D.A.R.E. class. Um, I was going to Airport Elementary in Berkeley, Missouri, and Miss Jones was actually my fourth grade teacher. I And I don't remember very many of my teachers, but this fourth grade um, at this particular time in my life was it was a lot happening and dare I say a lot of traumatic things. We'll get back to some of those things later on, but I feel like a lot of traumatic things was happening around this time, this very pivotal time in my life. But um, that's another story for another day. So we're in this fourth grade class and the D.A.R.E. teacher or the D.A.R.E. instructor, which is a police officer, he's kind of going around and he's asking the class, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to be when you grow up? And I was like, you know, excited. And just to kind of bring you back to who Sierra was at the age of nine as a fourth grader, I was a tomboy. I loved sports. Um, my dad at the time was a huge Chicago Bulls fan. Um, Michael Jordan was in his prime, so it was like basketball games and, and Jordan and the Bulls and, you know, St. Louis is real big on the Cardinals. So it was just like, I loved sports. Um, I played softball at the time for a local boys and girls club, or I was getting, actually getting ready to play softball. I hadn't quite started, but it was at the time when my life, when I was really just interested in just there were no glass ceilings. There were no ceilings at all. It was just like the sky is the limit. So I was a tomboy. I liked to hang out with the kids in the neighborhood and, you know, get dirty and play with the boys because the boys were fun. The girls were too prissy for me, all this crazy stuff. So anyway, that was me in fourth grade. I was rough. I used to climb trees, all of the things. Um, anyway, so the officer gets to me and he's like you know what do you want to be when you grow up and me fourth grade nine-year-old Sierra I am excited to say I want to be a football player and the look on his face the thing that kind of bothered me and I would say it even like crushed my little spirit at the time was the police officer and he kind of, he laughed as if girls don't play football. Like, like that is so far-fetched. It's something that you should never, like, how dare you try to dream to be something that is in a man's 
realm. Like this is something that boys do, something that men do. This is not something that you should aspire to do. And that was the message that I got from him. And I, and I tell you, uh, that began a year long, not a year, but years long journey to get back to the point where I felt like I could do anything. Um, and I would say I only just recently got to that point in, in my mid-30s to where it was like, you know, no longer allowing other people to dictate or determine what it is that I was able to do or capable of doing based off of their limited knowledge or their limited perspective. Um, and it was, it's crazy that it took so long. And, and like I said, I think about that particular incident often. And I think about um, what if, you know, the D.A.R.E. instructor or even my teacher at the time would have came behind him and said, you know, that's an amazing idea. You know, how do you think you're going to do that? You know, what, like, just question my curiosity versus shutting it down. I can't imagine the, the, the spaces that I would have loved, that I would have allowed myself to be a part of because I wasn't automatically at that very tender age met with limitations that were put on me simply because I was a girl. You know, life is going to put limitations on us just in general because of the stereotypes that people feel like we should be a part of certain things or we shouldn't be a part of certain things because you're a girl or you're a boy or you are black or white or Asian or you know, because you are short or tall or skinny or thicker, you know, whatever it is, those things that are about you, those physical attributes that people see um, because you may have a physical or a mental uh, disability or a limited capacity and things like that, whatever it is that people notice about you, that they automatically put you in a box. What if we allowed those people to just dream and just be whatever it is that they wanted to be? One thing that I did and I made sure to do when my daughters were young, many of you um, know that I have two daughters. My oldest daughter is 19 and my youngest daughter is 16. So I have old older children. But one thing that I made sure, and this was directly related to um, this traumatic moment in my history in this fourth grade dare dare class that I was kind of stifled I'm it made me really make sure that I never put those limits on my own children so um, if their idea of a career path did not fit what I thought was appropriate if their career um, did not fit what I thought would be okay for them just for their personality. If their career path didn't fit what I felt like would have been traditionally a girl's role, I never, um, I never expressed it to them. I never told them that it wasn't a bad idea. I, I would ask them questions. You know, how do you feel like you're going to do that? Where would you like to do that at? What do you think about doing? Like, I would ask those type of questions to continue to explore or, or pique their curiosity because, you know, when you're children and even into your mid-20s, 
and sometimes a lot later, like me. <laughs> and you don't really know what it is that you want to do. So you want to be given the ability, the, the capacity, the um, space to really explore those things. And I refuse to put those limits that I had to overcome on my children because I wanted them to believe that they could be and do whatever it was that they felt like they they wanted to do in life. And, you know, it changes, of course, as they gotten older, they don't want to do necessarily the same things. Um, my oldest daughter, Kylia is her name. Uh, my baby wanted to be a gymnast and she actually did gymnastics for um, multiple years. She started in, I believe, the summer uh, between second and third grade. She started doing gymnastics and she was really good. She did a lot of, she did competition. She did it for several years. She actually ended up retiring from gymnastics um, in high school because she wanted to focus more on school activities. If you are a parent of a child that is in a sport that is not related to school, you understand that that sport can be very time consuming and it often does not allow the space for them to participate in a lot of um, just normal kid school activities because of the training schedule. So she was no different. She was forced to do a lot of training you know, after school hours and on weekends and then competitions was on weekends and it wasn't always local. Sometimes we'd have to travel. So those things kind of put a, um, a little bit of a damper on her high school career. So when she was ready to retire, I allowed her to, to make that decision. And the thing is, one thing that I told my girls, one thing that I taught them from a very young age, I want you to do things like this as long as they are fun to you. When it's no longer fun to you, then you are able to quit. My only rule was, if you started a season, you had to complete the season. Because if you were in a team sport, gymnastics is not technically a team sport, but there are teams that um, are uh, within the competition. So you know you have your team that you travel with. So it's not technically a team sport, but it is a little bit. And um, your team is counting on you. Your team is counting on you to show up. Your coaches are counting on you to show up. Uh, the fact that I paid for it is going to make you show up. <laughs> so um, that was my only rule, that you could not quit in the middle of a season. Um, same thing with my, my youngest daughter, uh, Kiera. This, this, this is my baby, and she was a... Um, she was all over the place. She was, there used to be this commercial uh, years ago. I don't know if anybody remembers this commercial, but I chuckle every time I think about it. And I cannot even remember what the commercial was for. But I remember the commercial. It was a mom and she had a little boy. And the little boy, she was trying to get him in all these different activities. And he was like, not good at them. And so she was just trying. She was trying in soccer. She was trying in basketball, in you know, hockey, all these different things that he was just like, not good at. <laughs> and so finally, she she figured, you know, they figured out what was what worked for him. That was my baby girl. And she, we tried all type of sports. We tried, um, she's done musical instruments. One thing that I told my children I wanted them to do was an instrument and a sport. But 
what Kiera did, my youngest daughter, she actually challenged that within me, um, unbeknownst to her, but she challenged that within me because she was not a sports player. She was not into sports like that. Um, she did participate in several <laughs> sports and she actually played volleyball very long, um, but she was not really uh, into sports or as committed. And the thing is, I actually put that on my children because I was a, I played sports throughout high school, middle school, all of those years. I played a lot of sports and I, I understood the lessons that it taught me throughout the time that I played those sports. So I wanted to be able to pass those same things, those same values, those, those same um, values around teamwork and working hard, those same things I wanted to pass on to my children. And so with Kiera, I actually had to figure out, it took us a while to figure out kind of what is it that she likes to do, but also never, uh, never um, make her feel like she was not good at anything. That's what I did not want her to do. I didn't want her to think that she wasn't good because she actually was. She was really good at volleyball. She just didn't like it, <laughs> which was totally fine. Um, and because she didn't like it, if she wasn't really that gung-ho about, you know, going to practice and all the things. But again, my rule is once you start a season, you have to finish the season. And we don't, we can quit after the season, but you have to complete the season. Um, and so when Kiera got to high school, actually, uh, she discovered theater. And I was never really into theater, not because um, I never wanted to, but because at the high school that I went to at Berkeley High School, we didn't have, we didn't truly have like a theater program. Um, so it wasn't something that I was able to be a part of while I was in high school. I have always loved theater. I've always loved all of the arts, actually. I've loved the music, um, all types of genres. I love plays and musicals and all these things. And that is what Kiera gravitated more towards. She gravitated more towards the arts, um, theater, music, her uh, music uh, repertoire, I guess, or her um, the, the music that she actually gets into is so like so such a wide range and it's it's amazing and it, it i am actually in awe of all of the different genres and all of the different styles of music that she loves and i appreciate more things because of her um, and one thing with her like i said she was more into theater so she started doing it and she was uh, very good at it and she's done she's been a part of stage plays where she was actually on stage and she's been a part of crew which she um, has done very successful on both sides and that has allowed me to be opened up to another side of let's say the, the high school um, community with my children because with Kylie and my oldest daughter it was sports, you know, we were showing up at games, the same parents, the same students, because, you know, we all kind of were a part of the, the, the cheering squad for them. But when it came to theater, it's a different, it's a different dynamic. It's a different group. It's a different um, set of people. And it was, it was amazing. I've always been in all of them. So although they are very different in some of their, the things that they gravitate towards, 
I appreciate it. And I would never allow myself to project like this is what you have to do because this is what I said or this is what is best for you. I really wanted them to explore and feel like they had the ability to explore anything. Now, Kiara will tell you a story about how one time she decided she wanted to play the harp. Um, and I was like, girl, because, and, and this is a true story. She did. She wanted to play the harp and it was not my intention to like shut it down, but literally I have not a clue where to even to begin to find a harp nor an instructor for a harp. Um, so it was, there have been some interesting conversations about, you know, allowing them to explore different things and, and all of that. And I, I just wanted to really, I'm going to wrap up this episode and just, just say, you know, it's okay to not know exactly what you want to do at any given moment. When I graduated from high school, um, I graduated at the top of my class, even though I was um, significantly pregnant. <laughs> I graduated at the top of my class with honors. Um, I went to college. I took the first semester off because Kylea was born actually in August, which as you know, school starts at that time. So I took the first semester off. After that, I hit the ground running and I started college, but I had no clue what I wanted to do. I just knew that that was, for me, that was always a goal. And I would not allow uh, other people's idea of what I should be because of my circumstances stifle me. And even though um, it took me years to get to the point to where I was okay with exploring who I am and what it is that I like to do, um, I'm okay with that. And as I go into this new chapter this new this new part this new segment of my life i am trying to now explore what is it that i like to do what is it that i want to do what do i want to do with my cupcakes do y'all like cup do we like cupcakes do y'all like cupcakes i don't know i don't i don't know if we're going to keep calling you guys cupcakes but <laughs> for my cupcakes what do i want to do with y'all like do i want you all to um i want to be able to to interact with you all to converse with you I have ideas about what I want this season what I want this whole cake and conversations brand to be um, I have those ideas but I also have to be very cognizant of not allowing others who mean well to kind of bleed into what I have um, what what my ideas are because then I'll start to take on other people's things and eventually it's no longer mine. But just like that DARE instructor, inadvertently or unintentionally, I should say, stifled my capacity to dream big, I also, will, I also refuse to do that to myself. So I am reaching for the stars uh, reaching for the moon with Caking Conversations. I have no idea fully what I want to do. I do have, like I said, some some great ideas about what I want this to be and what type of community I want to, I want to have around this podcast. I definitely want to be uplifting. I want to be informative. I want to be um, 
be able to allow people um, to reach out for prayer. Like there's so many things that I feel like God has placed on my heart. If y'all hear my dog in the background, sorry. <laughs> but this is real life. And I am at home and I have two dogs and a daughter here. And sometimes I get loud. But all the things that God has placed on my heart for me to do with taking conversations, um, I believe they are possible. Um, and I believe that they will happen. But I also have to be willing to believe in myself and not allow the old nine-year-old girl to pop up or to rise up to say, you can't do that because. So I hope this was helpful to someone. Just, you know, no matter where you are in life, no matter what age you are, no matter what you, um, what others may think of you, don't allow your light to be dimmed. Don't allow your, um, your world to be crushed. Don't allow your dreams to be stifled by anyone, not even yourself. And if you do have someone like that nine-year-old girl who was essentially crushed <laughs> by the D.A.R.E. instructor in fourth grade, you know, find, find the space within you to, to go back and go back and tell her that's not true. It's not true that that this thing is for boys it's not true that you as a girl can't do this or you as a as a black person can't do this or you as someone who is a little thicker can't do this or you as someone who is a boy can't do this don't allow yourself to tell it go back and and tell yourself that you can all right guys so um thank you thank you so much for hanging out with me today on yet another episode of taking conversations I really hope that this was helpful. I hope that you all were able to, to glean something from it. Feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on Instagram at Sierra Narita. Um, feel free to inbox or I should say DM or IM. What's the proper language now? I don't know. <laughs> Send me a message. Feel free. Um, I am really readily available to converse with people about really any topic. So Again, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of Taking Conversations. I am Sierra Narita, and I'm so glad you decided to hang with me today. <laughs>